Welcome back to what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. I'm Vincent Lancey. And I'm Dominique Brothers. Whether you're already an entrepreneur or looking to start your journey tomorrow or just someone who needs a little extra motivation to get through the day, this is the perfect podcast for you. Each week, I will interview a different entrepreneur from across the globe. I will continue to offer episodes in all industries to provide you with many different perspectives. You never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. Each guest will take you through their story and help you learn from their successes and lessons learned. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show five stars and continue listening by subscribing. Today's guest has an incredibly inspiring story of perseverance that will leave you ready to tackle the day. She has an authentic story of starting a business in her home and turning it into a storefront. Dominique is the co-founder of Impressively Pink Fashion Supply Company, your number one source for all things impressive. What differentiates her company and has helped her aid to her success is by putting a focus on values, communication, and making sure each customer leaves satisfied. The company has come a long way from its beginnings in a bedroom closet and an online store, and Dominique will take us through the ups and downs of that journey. Impressively Pink is now serving customers worldwide, so if your dreams are to go global, this is the perfect episode for you. I'm very much looking forward to learning more of your story, so allow me to please introduce Dominique Brothers. Dominique, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me here. Dominique, would you please introduce yourself to our listeners a little further without giving away too much of your entrepreneurial journey, and then we'll get going. Of course. Um, I was actually born in Atlanta, Georgia, many years ago, um, but I will actually say that I was raised in Buffalo, New York, so it's a little bit of uh, both, pretty much northern and southern. Um, I attended high school and college there. Um, I recently got married to my husband, Justin. We have a total of five children, um, and we currently reside in the Tampa, Florida area, and a couple of my favorite hobbies are traveling shopping of course and reading on my downtime what do you read what book are you on right now what's on your nightstand there is a couple of them actually there was one by um uh rachel hollis and it was the I, one in that book uh, everywhere actually heard her face it's the, the one girl stop apologizing yeah, yeah, that was that is great that is great she has another one that i'm um, about to get started on as well I'm glad she's being a source of inspiration for you because you're doing such great things. And I think it is a perfect time to get into the big five. On each episode, my guest and I will go over these five questions to help you, the listeners, learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. Are you ready to go, Dominique? Yes, I am. So when did you realize that you either weren't happy with what you were doing or you just needed some kind of change to truly start this entrepreneurial journey? Please share your story. Um, well, again, uh Impressively Pink was founded in 2017, and it is dedicated to giving you the very best of women clothing, shoes, accessories, and beauty products. Um, and as you said, focus on our values, communication, and making sure each one of our customers leaves satisfied. I worked in retail since I was about 16 years old. So you pick up and you learn a lot. And I also noticed as time went on, it seems like the corporate world was pretty much leaving what was important in, um, when it comes to customer service. So I've seen where a lot of times the customer wasn't first, or you know they have this thing saying that the customer is always right. I started seeing us fall out of those habits. 
And I said, you know, I could make a change. I could do this myself. I had became a trainer. I had became a manager. I had became a store manager. And I seen the ins and outs of the, you know, the day-to-day and, and meeting vendors that came from California and China. So, I mean, this was a long time ago. We're talking about maybe 2004, 2005, wow. um, when I really, really got into it and, be, you know, became my manager. Uh, manager. Um, and then I want to say when Instagram came along and social media got really heavy, that was probably yeah. about 2012. There were a lot of uh, online boutiques coming across and I, and I noticed a lot of them weren't giving their all as well. I had even been scammed out of a few products and I know a couple of my friends that were. So I said, this is all wrong. And it's a lot easy to look from the outside and say, you know, if I were to do this, this is how I would do it or I would do it different. And I'm like, well, why not? put towards my skills that I already have from the corporate world because I don't like working for someone. So I knew the nine to five just wasn't for me. I was always good at what I did when it came for working for corporate companies, but I wanted to do it on my own terms. It really didn't come up as an idea until I want to say around that time, 2012, 13. And I had a lot of friends and people who knew me and was like, Dominique, you can put so much stuff together you can take this outfit and put it with this and do this. Why don't you do that? And I was like, no, that's probably not, you know, a good idea. And I had my really close friend who's also my best friend and my business partner. She said, that's a great idea. She said, why not? And um, I said, okay. I said, let's move forward then. And I'm going to have to say the hardest part about it was probably picking out the name. <laughs> um, <laughs> but once Absolutely. we did that, and once we did that, um, that here we are now, you know, everything fell into place. We got the name and I just did a lot of research, did a lot of studying and we bought the name. I want to say 2000, the end of 2016 and we launched June of 2017. Just like that. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, you're, you're doing awesome. I mean, it's extremely expiring as well. Um, just because a lot of people, they think that their dreams are just that. But you're a perfect example. You really did start in your bedroom, putting ideas together with your best friend. And now you're serving customers worldwide. But now that you've been on this entrepreneurial path, you've decided to take the skills you've learned in corporate. I think that's a great way to put it. What would you say one or two of the most difficult parts of being an entrepreneur are for you? Um, with anything that's beyond your control, there's some things you're just not going to have control of. Yeah. Um, you can't help it. But if you let it, if you let it bother you, then it's going to destroy you. If you continue to worry about it, it's going to destroy you and you're not going to be able to move forward, go to the next step. It's all a learning I will have to say another thing is, um, that comes with that is facing uncertainty. I mean, you, your idea could make you a billionaire or it could put you in debt for, for a decade if you don't know what you're doing. Um, uncertainty is a killer. You spend as an entrepreneur easier these things become some of them will go away naturally and some of them become easier to deal with and the longer you go along the more benefits you'll be able to reap you pretty much just muscle your way through those early stages never lose sight of your final goals absolutely what's something that maybe you could help our listeners with here that helps you really stay on top of just focusing on your goals not letting that uncertainty affect you or maybe exercise there's there are techniques that you use to kind of stay focused 
not let that uncertainty get the best of you? One thing I will say is what keeps me motivated and keeps me going is music. Love it. Let's when talk I put about music it. On, when I put music on, I'm ready to work. I'm focused. It just gets me in a really good mood. And I know that's for a lot of people. But another thing also, I think about how far I've come. This is year three. And I always say there's no turning back. There's no way I've worked this hard and have gotten this far to say, you know what, this is it, it's done. Or I come across, you know, a, a challenge. And then I say, that's it, I'm going to quit. You can't do that. I love the mindset. You have to persevere as an entrepreneur. A lot of things you're going to have to not do correctly and then tweak it a little bit and do it again, which means that you will quote unquote fail and learn that lesson maybe 10 or 15 times. And if you're not persistent, I was recording an episode recently and the spotlight story at the end of the show was the gentleman who created Zoom and he got denied entry to this country eight times. And he tried again a ninth time talking about persistence and then came into this country, worked for a Silicon Valley startup, then create Zoom. And this was, it took eight years to get where Zoom is today. So people that want overnight success, myself included, I'm going on the seventh year of this speaking books, now podcast brand. And you always want to know now, 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 but you have yeah. to keep putting in the work. But there are a lot of lessons learned, like we keep talking about. What is one of your greatest failures or lessons learned? And what did it teach you? Why is it still stuck with you up all the way until today? One thing that has really stuck with me, um, growing up, I remember my father telling me that failure wasn't an option. Everything in life is a lesson. So I have to say that dealing with life itself has taught me what does it kill, kill me, you know, kills you, makes you stronger. So I don't even look at it as a failure. It's like, you know what, that was a lesson learned. And as long as you learn from your lessons, you'll have a better outlook on, you know, any other challenges that come your way. If you look at it as a failure, it, then you'll start thinking, you know, the negative stuff. Um, and, and I believe that if we focus on the negatives in life, we start to worry, which can lead to many other issues, and it can begin to impact our mental health as well. And while worrying, we're not focused on our next moves and what we could be accomplishing. So I think worrying and worrying where we may have, quote unquote, failed at, if that's how you want to look at it, yeah. you don't have time to focus on, you know, your positives, what you have accomplished and what you could be doing next. I couldn't agree more. You can't look at it as a failure because that negative mindset starts to kick in and like you're saying, it can affect your mental health. Guys, just keep pushing and keep learning. But if you had yes. the one opportunity here, Dominique, to sit down and have a conversation with any entrepreneur, can be dead or can be alive, who would you pick? Let's talk about it. Oh, I have so many. We can I'm talk about start with um I'm going to start with, uh, her name is Misa Hilton. And I actually just watched this documentary that she was in called The Remix on Netflix. And it was about uh, hip hop fashion. Okay. And back in then, this was like the early 90s when she first got started. And of course, back then, a lot of females, African-American at that, had to sit in the background. You know, a lot of people didn't know that she was behind you know, big stars uh, like Little Kim and Mary J. Blige, and this is who was styling. A lot of people thought that, you know, this was men or, you know, these were big names. Um, another one um, that's, that's pretty good, too, is a lot of people have just now really been um, getting onto the story with uh, Dapper Dan as well. Um, he's another one. And, you know, just, just, and he's just now collaborating with Gucci. And that took years, just like what you were speaking, you know, with the creator of Zoom, 
it took so many years, you know, they constantly got told, no, we're not going to do this. We can't show your face. We can't let them know you're not allowed to do this. And he was taking, you know, like um, Fendi prints and Gucci prints and making his own outfits out of them. And now if you look at it, Gucci, Fendi, all those big names, they're making their outfits just like that. And now he's collabing with Gucci. So after a while, it's kind of like, you know, what if you can't beat them, you join them and look at how positive that's been for him, you know? So that helps many people like me, you know, because we still face those obstacles. It's not, you know, as crippling as it was back in the nineties, but you have, you can't worry about who's telling you, no, if you see something and you have a vision, you have to move forward and you have to keep going until these people are actually speaking your name and your brand. That was just a powerful statement there. That's so inspiring. You have to keep going. And I could see the motivation in you as we're filming this right now. You're at just the beginning of what you're about to accomplish. And you talk to a lot of successful entrepreneurs and business people in general. The learning never stops. You have to keep learning. And as I said in the beginning of the show, part of my mission on this show is to offer as many different industries because you never know which perspective is going to stick with you best. And now here we are. You're in the clothing industry and we're speaking on motivation and inspiration from those who've been in the music industry. Yes. So, oh, yeah. So that's great. And I think it's a perfect time to now look into the future with you. We're going to look one years and five years, Dominique. Where do you see yourself and all of your entrepreneurial endeavors in one year from today? In one year, um, you know, I was just having this conversation with my husband the other day. And I think he actually put it in perspective for me. And he said, you know, in the next year, he said, I actually see you expanding your location and just doing bigger things you know, because I've actually been doing a little bit of, you know, some of the pictures on my website, I've been the photographer. So, you know, I've kind of dipped in that a little bit. And, you know, just to kind of expand myself, he said, why not expand your company? So have a bigger location, have somewhere where you can have a store, where you can have a photo, you know, a studio as well, you know, and have this and that. He put so many ideas in my head, which helps. Um, You can't do it by yourself. So it helps with him and even, you know, my partner, who is also my best friend, it helps because she actually knows me, you know, so she knows what I will like, what I won't like and the ideas and everything. So that helps a lot. So I'm looking at that for the next year. That's that's my focus, just growing, just growing and expanding the storefront. I think those are great lessons you just gave. I'm very big into the idea of mentors and having people like minded individuals surround yourself. Obviously, on this podcast, I've interviewed almost 80 like-minded individuals and every time i sit down and speak with you i get my brain percolating thoughts as we're as we're motivating each other and mentors i i had my career coach i got given in grad school i've had mentors from the beginning of my speaking career that we're still in touch and bouncing ideas off each other as the brand evolves so I'm not surprised to hear you say that because of the success you've already experienced. But what about five years, Dominique? What are we seeing from you in five years? I want to say in five years, um, one thing that's really big that me and my best friend have talked about was helping other young women out. Like even if we started some kind of academy and, you know, the, the, the young girls who are like, you know, how do I start? I don't know. I get so many of those questions. I want to start my own clothing line. You know, where do I start? And they're not understanding. It's it takes so much. It's not just finding the name. You know, you it, you gotta have the vendors. You gotta you know you gotta even start with your paperwork, your EINs, your LLCs, your DBAs. A lot of people don't know that. So there's so many people that we can help. And I'm also noticing that I understand. They say the information is not free. 
but there's so many people that are charging so much just to try and get ahead. And I think knowledge is power. So where can we come to that medium where it's like, you know, let's not charge her. Say she's 18, 19 years old. Why would I charge her 500 to almost a thousand dollars to give her this information? And she's trying to get started, you know, just to make my pockets grow. And I see that a lot also. And we can't forget about what's important. And sometimes a lot of people in this industry are letting the greed overpower what it is they could really be doing. I love it. And you're definitely going to positively affect a lot of people by doing that. And you see it in every business, every corporation, a lot of the major players, there's the few that are extremely tough on your pockets. You could say, especially for people in the beginning. Um, I even know for my books, these kids books, um, there's different stages. You have to get the book bound at the end and it's thousands of dollars to get the best people in the business on your project. But I think, you will leave a long legacy by doing that. So I think it's a perfect segue into the spotlight story. Dominique, each episode, I share an entrepreneurial journey to inspire our listeners, and I would really love your take on it. And for today's episode, I will introduce the entrepreneurial journey of Zhao Kanfei. This Chinese entrepreneur is the founder of Lens Technology, and as of 2015, her net worth had already hit 10 billion USD. Fast forward that to 2018, her net worth is 3.5 billion USD. Lens Technologies produces millions of lenses for different companies and employs more than 75,000 people. When she was born, her family had inadequate and limited means. When she was five years old, her mother had passed away and her father had lost his sight, so she decided to leave school and work in a factory to learn the trade of making watch lenses. Even though she was working more than 12 hours, she still found a way to study accounting and complete some courses. After years of saving up, she set up a silkscreen printing unit in 1993. Her first breakthrough was winning her contract from TCL Corporation. Motorola reached out to her in 2003 and asked her to design a scratch-proof lens for the Razer V3. I remember that phone very, very well. That was the big, big thing when those came out. But what happened next for her? Mobile companies including HTC, Nokia, Apple, Samsung, they all called her to produce phone lenses I mean, talk about a dream come true. Here it is. You have players like Apple and Samsung that brought around 70% of her company's revenue to her. Dominique, what do you like best about this story? A couple of things stuck out to me. Um, I actually was in the cell phone industry for a while, took a huh? break from clothing. So that stuck out some to me so much. Um, another thing was she didn't take her story and use it as an excuse of why she couldn't. She, the story, it was like, why I could, what, you know, this is what motivated me more. I didn't have my mother, you know, and I, even though I had my father, you know, it was pretty much just me. And it wasn't like, you know, well, my parents weren't there, so I wasn't able to do this or this. It was pretty much like, you know, this is what happened. So it made me more motivated. And this is where I am today. I love your takeaways from that. I mean, I look at this story too. It's just like people, when you read stories like this, it puts in perspective of what are you really complaining about? And I say it all the time where, Oh, yeah. You hear people complaining just about literally nonsense <laughs> and taking real, real, real complaints about food or clothes or something when you read yeah. things like this. Like, all right, this lady had the odds stacked against her pretty much as high as they can go. And now she's in a position where Apple and Samsung are bringing in 70% of her revenue. But Dominique, yeah. thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know our listeners are going to see all the value in your episode. 
I loved how you started right in the beginning where you knew you had it, you were confident in yourself, and you actually brought it to your own. There's a lot of people out there who know they have the skills, but they don't make that jump. So I think this episode will push them very, very far. I love your answer for number three with the greatest failures, how that your the advice has stuck with you all the way until now. And it's definitely showing where your success is stemming from. And as far as the entrepreneurs you would love to learn from, I think that's great lessons involved as well, because like for this show, you really don't know how you're going to connect with somebody telling their story, whether it's from where you're from, their school experience, their work experience. Mm -hmm. But I'd Mm -hmm. like to head into the last word, Dominique. And I do this on my other podcast series, A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancey as well, because I really want my listeners to get to know the guests I bring on. Is there something you would like to share with everybody listening that we did not get to touch on yet today? Yes. Um, And since you did bring out the um, A Mental Health Break with Vincent that you do, um, I actually do go to therapy. Me and my husband try to make an appointment to go at least once a month. Um, Growing up, we didn't really talk about it that much. You know, it was a touchy subject for a lot of people. And you heard a lot of people saying, I don't need it. I don't have to talk to anybody. Nothing's wrong with me. I'm not crazy. We have to get out of that mindset. Yep. It has actually helped me. Um, I never looked at it like that, but I just never felt the reason for me to go. And when I met my husband, um, he that was one of the first things that he asked me. And I said, sure, let's go. And I have to be honest and say, it has actually helped us. And it's helping our marriage. You find out so much. The conversation is different. And you you start to learn a lot about yourself. You find a lot out about yourself and other people. So, you know, for anybody who may be scared or say, no, go ahead and try it. I, I, I think it's great. I think everybody should do it. We all have something in our lives that we have dealt with. Some of us would rather talk about it. Some of us would rather not but we need to get a lot of things off our chest, no matter what it is. Love the way you put that. I felt the same way. Um, after I was hit by the car, obviously therapy was recommended. And I put it off for a while. I'm like, I just said, it's not for me. And then once you do it, you're like, all right, I'm really just talking to an unbiased third party. Who's just giving me advice that I need to hear. So it was good. Yep. And that's a great last word. Would you mind please sharing the professional social media website or any ways at all for our listeners to follow your endeavors, start checking out impressively pink. Yeah, of course. Um, you can find Impressively Pink. We're pretty much everywhere. Facebook, you'll find us Impressively Pink. On Instagram, you'll find us at Impressively underscore Pink. And on Twitter, we are found on there as Impressive Babes. All right, everybody. Be sure to check out all her great content. And it is social media time for the show. And we're on whichever platform you like to use. We're at what it's really like to be an entrepreneur on LinkedIn at your favorite morning podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And we're at podcast by Lancey on Twitter. So you get updates from this show and a mental health break with Vincent A. Lancey. Of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube. And my website is vincentalancey.com. If you check out my books, DM me. I would love to hear from you. We have Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, and How to Transform Your Mindset When the Norm Has Changed, both are on Amazon now. And as always, I will end the show with a quote that inspired me and I know it will for you too. This one is from Zhao Kanfei, the entrepreneur from today's Spotlight story. She said, quote, my father had lost his eyesight, so if we placed something somewhere, it had to be in the right spot exactly or something could go wrong. That's the attention to detail I demand at the workplace. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all on the next episode of What It's Really Like to Be an Entrepreneur.